money today. Carolyn Wright asks whether we are in times where cash is king. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. I'm joined once again by Stephanie Lung, who is CIO at Stashaway, to discuss whether, with interest rates looking like they will remain higher for longer, is cash king. Thanks for joining me today, Stephanie. Hi, good morning, Caroline. Let's get into this. There's now over 5.5 trillion US dollars invested in money market funds. Uh, what are they and how do they fit into your portfolio and why is that important at the moment? Basically, these are investment vehicles or investment funds that mostly invest in very, very liquid cash-like instruments. It's not exactly bank deposits because, for example, if you put money into a bank, for some jurisdictions, for example, in Hong Kong, we have uh, government protection schemes. And also there's basically a guarantee that I mean, you can uh, withdraw your funds anytime, etc. Money market funds are actually a lot less risky than other investment options. So it's still considered to be very, very low risk compared to, for example, bonds or even stocks. These are called uh, money market instruments because in the financial world, there are a lot of banks borrowing from each other or very, very high quality companies borrowing from investors on a very, very short term time basis. When we talk about these very short term time basis, I mean, it can be overnight. For example, banks actually borrow from each other on an overnight basis or companies actually borrow also overnight or to extent of several days, which are considered to be very, very short term. In conclusion, a very liquid uh, short term debt instruments that can earn, of course, a slightly higher interest rate compared to bank deposits. Investors should actually make use of these money market funds in their portfolios. In our view, when you think about your personal asset allocation, you should always keep a portion of that in cash for emergency funding. I think actually in, in Asia, we may have a problem of having too much cash, but as a rule of thumb, that's way we would recommend our investors to have three to six months of expenses in these emergency funds, which are kept in very, very liquid cash-like instruments. And money market funds, apart from bank deposits, is actually a very good place to park these emergency money. Big question is, what are the chances the US Fed is going to raise interest rates again? And what does that mean going forwards? As investors, of course, we care a lot about the cost of money, meaning what we call the risk-free rate. Like, what is the rate that you get from just putting money at bank or putting money with the US government? Because these interest rates actually determine the price of a lot of the other riskier investments as well. As you mentioned, whether the Fed will raise interest rates or cut or put rates on hold actually has a lot of implications for different financial assets. And therefore, as investors, this is something that we pay a lot of attention to. The Fed signal that is very likely to just put in one more hike or they may actually even pause, depending on the data. I think the market reaction was kind of more, maybe a bit negative in the sense that interest rates for uh, government bonds uh, kind of going longer data actually rose quite a bit and also stocks retreated. The reason why the market was interpreting this was because before the Fed meeting, the market was actually expecting the Fed to start cutting interest rates as early as first quarter 2024. Now, because the Fed has signaled that they may hold interest rates higher for longer, this is the new narrative that the market is actually pricing in. If we think about interest rates today, I mean, these are above 5% already in the US. And compared to just 18 months or 24 months ago, these interest rates were actually close to 0%. 
The problem with a hire for longer narrative is that a lot of the companies will have to start to roll over the debt. Particularly, for example, if you are a company that borrowed two years ago, you were borrowing at close to zero percent, and now if you have to roll your debts, your borrowing cost actually has skyrocketed to above five percent, depending on the credit quality of this company. For a lot of companies without a good business model, meaning that if they can't earn a return of higher than the cost that they're borrowing, they actually net net losing money、uh, if they were to roll over the debt. So for some of these companies, they may have to. Run into more financial troubles, and as we see already in the U.S. and in Europe, if you look at the delinquency on、um, bankruptcy rates of corporates, I mean they are picking up. They're not super high yet, but、uh, there are signs that some of these corporates are facing challenges already, given a high interest rate environment. This is something that we've talked quite extensively about in the last three months or so. For example, in our mid-year outlook, we outlined. Our case that interest rates actually may be on hold for longer compared to historical episodes because the U.S. economy, the U.S. consumer, is being handed a lot of money, and that money is still creating a pretty robust consumer market. And also because unemployment rate is so low, that also supports a stronger U.S. economy. So I think net net the market is trying to digest this narrative and. I guess as as investors or、uh, as consumers, we need to think kind of harder about what's going to happen if we have this five percent interest rate environment for a longer period. Does that mean we should be considering rebalancing our portfolios and keeping a bit more of our funds in these kind of cash equivalent assets? Depends really on the time frame that an investor is looking at. I'll just give you an example. So, if you look at cash in U.S. dollar, we've actually done some interesting stats since 1928. So, for like almost the past hundred years, cash has beaten stocks 31 percent of the time over a one-year period. So, actually, I mean the odds are still not very good because it's still below 50 percent that cash will beat stocks. But there were time periods, one-year time periods, when cash actually beat stocks. I mean these are during difficult times in the economy. And particularly in higher interest rate environments. However, if you lengthen your time horizon, so let's say if you lengthen your time horizon to 25 years, actually cash has never beaten stocks. And the longer time period that you go, the more cash is going to underperform stocks. In conclusion, given that right now interest rates are actually at a fairly high level, if you park your money in money market funds, for example, in U.S. dollar, it's more than five percent. So. When you make a new investment, you need to ask yourself: number one, what is your time horizon? If your time horizon is quite short, yes, then cash investment actually is quite attractive. However, if your time horizon is longer, then stocks actually still represent a much better investment option compared to cash. Of course, the proportion depends on your age, your risk appetite, etc. But as a rule of thumb, you should have three to six months of emergency fund in cash, and the rest probably in a more diversified global portfolio. One last question for today: In this higher rate environment, we, you've obviously gone into a great deal of depth here on explaining what to look for. But are there any other investment instruments that we should consider over maybe this kind of shorter time frame, if that's what you're looking at? Due to the fact that Hong Kong dollar is actually pegged to U.S. dollar and the U.S. interest rate is actually the highest in the world in developed markets, as Hong Kong-based or Hong Kong dollar-based investors, we can actually get very, very good returns from just owning short-dated government bonds. You can also easily do that through ETFs these days. So, for example, if you look at U.S. Treasury bills, these are a zero to three-month U.S. Treasury debt, which is considered very, very risk-free. They are yielding upwards of 5.3 percent per annum. 
this represents very, very good uh, opportunity to really enjoy a higher rate on your liquid portion of the investment. As I mentioned, it can be easily assessed uh, in ETFs that are listed either in the US or, or in London. So I think um, this is something that we're receiving a lot of interest from. I would say that uh, over time, as the economy starts to slow in the US, would expect longer duration bonds to start to outperform, perhaps some point in the next 12 months or so. However, that requires kind of a weaker US economy, which we're not seeing yet. So just be a bit patient on that. As I said, always think about your time horizon. If your time horizon is long enough, stocks, bonds, or just a well-diversified portfolio always offer you better return than cash. Great to get your insights. Always lovely to chat. Thank you so much again. Stephanie Lung, CIO at Stashaway.